We have to work on your aggression. Because I need to be more aggressive? Yes. I get that. I get that from a lot of people. Great. <laughs> How you doing? You know what? Not in the mood. My printer doesn't work. I gotta print something out, and it's not printing. I gotta wrap gifts for a trip that we gotta take, and I gotta go see my mother and my brother tomorrow. We gotta take a road trip. It's a whole fucking thing, Andrew. You have a printer in 2020? Yes, I know. That's another issue. I don't even want to get into it. Why don't you just use your fax machine? Well, I would, but I have to get that fixed, and I can't get that fixed because my beeper's been on the fritz. (laughs) Right. And it's just a whole thing. It's just ridiculous. Okay, well, I'm sorry you're having a rough time, man. (sighs) No, you're not. On a related note, have you ever noticed how whiskey tastes like empty promises and broken dreams no in fact i think it tastes like the opposite Uh, it fulfills every promise and every dream fair enough i wanted to drink on this episode because i was so jealous of you last time and i still i I didn't buy any alcohol well i still had some whiskey left you could have had it except you can't because i'm drinking it what's going on with you uh what's been up with me i've been just busier than ever uh doing sound design and set design for a show there's a show that I did that was based on Romeo and Juliet back in the summer. We're trying to put that up, and it looks like it might go off Broadway. Ooh, look at you. I know. Think it better than me? No, because here's the thing. I have not been told that they will do it with the same cast. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That must be rough. So who knows? That must be rough. It's not. Does it? It'll be fine. Does it make you feel inferior? Does it make you feel bad? Does it make you feel like less of a person? Wait, think you're better than me? No, in fact... Think you're better than me? No, in fact, I would really like to have less things to do. (laughs) I'd like for you to have less things to do. All right, let's quit the show then. (laughs) I got something you can do. Is that a penis joke? Yep, it's a penis joke. Okay, great. It's a really bad penis joke. Wait, do you mean it was a bad joke or it was a joke about a bad penis? Can it be both? It can. It can and it will and it must and it shall. And it can and it must and it will. I don't know what's happening today. It's a weird, it's a weird day today. I want you to know yeah. that Melinda is very jealous that your wife was on the podcast. Oh my gosh, I was listening to that episode right before we started recording this episode. <laughs> and man, she just drones on for what feels like eons, really. Here's the other thing. So I was listening to it on my headphones. I was walking home and I was listening to the podcast episode as I do now. I, I do it. I don't know why. I Here's the thing is I listen to it and I actually like it and I enjoy it. And I don't like that I like and enjoy it. It feels like a really, feels really egotistical to like, like your own podcast masturbatory yeah it's very masturbatory and not in the way that i usually like with with your bad penis with lotion and a gerbil but like uh oh it's a whole different thing anyway the point is i was walking home uh listening to the podcast being very masturbatory but again without the gerbil so i'm listening to the podcast and i'm like and i walk in the door and it just started the part where she was talking to you and i stopped being on the podcast and so I walk in the door and I had my headphones and I turned my headphones off. So it started playing out the speaker of my phone and she listened to it for a hot second with no reaction whatsoever. And then just put the phone down and let it continue to play in the background as she's doing other stuff. But again, just no reaction. Not like, oh, that's me on the podcast or, oh, that's funny. I got to be on the episode or anything. Just this, this clear, <laughs> like feeling of certainty that not only 
is she on the podcast? But she should be on the podcast. And it was deemed by fate that she is included in the episode. And I was like, motherfucker, I put you on a podcast. I made you famous. So how many have you had? I took a big gulp right as we got on the phone. That's that's all I've had so far. When you say you took a big gulp, do you mean you took one? I meant I filled a 7-Eleven big gulp with whiskey. Great. And I drank it Great. as we started talking uh-huh. to each other. All right, right on. Yeah. You know what we should do? Instead of doing this podcast while drinking, mm-hmm. we should do this podcast at 6 a.m. after like a crazy night of drinking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. didn't we do that wasn't there because you remember that there was the one episode you came over to my it was a holiday you came over to my apartment in the morning yeah and we did it like in the afternoon uh-huh i feel like i was hung over for that episode i could be <laughs> wrong on that but i feel like i was there's one episode from early on where i was extremely hung over and i say it like in the podcast i'm like i'm not gonna make it through this <laughs> yeah that is true yeah That'd be a whole different thing. We could honestly, you know what we could do is we could do one episode where we're both drunk and then record the same topics the next morning. (laughs) Just see how we feel about it. Let's review the same movie, both drunk and hungover and see how it changes overnight. Oh, let's watch a movie drunk and then review it the next morning. Oh, these are all good commentaries. I know we talked about doing commentaries last episode or two episodes ago i guess yeah and these are all good ideas these uh-huh. are all ways that we should do this oh no i'm gonna run out of my podcast juice like in the middle of this episode that's a problem <laughs> andrew can you get me more booze and bring it over to me and then go back to your house and record the rest of this episode no i cannot please no love you forever yeah you already do yeah i do Everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and sober up from last night. My name is Chris Trebo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. What's up? That was that was nice. That was a nice 90s callback. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Before we, before we get uh, the ball rolling here, before we get going, can I do a quick... Um, can I do a shout out at the top of the episode right now? Nope. Too bad. I'm going to do it anyway. So I want to do a quick shout out to a friend of mine. You've actually met this person. Big shout out to a friend of mine named Maria. For those of you who don't know, I do, to, in order to make ends meet, I tour, I'm a tour guide on a superhero movie tour around New York City. And Maria is one of the other tour guides. And, and we were having a meeting at work today and she actually listens to the podcast. And so I promised her a shout out. So really, if you're like, hey, I want a shout out on the show, you know what it takes? It takes either knowing us or just asking, can I get a shout out on the podcast? Because we'll do it. There's no prerequisite. But I want to say hi to Maria because she actually says that she listens to the show. And also, side note, my boss mentioned we might be allowed to give away free tickets to the tour on the podcast. So I have to talk to him about that. At a later date and be like, hey, do you remember actually saying this? Is this a real thing? And how do you want to go about doing this? I feel like a lot of you listening out there probably met me on this tour. If you didn't, uh, it's a great tour. 
And it's at, um, why don't I give it a plug? You plugged something last time. Why don't I give plug this? I have not said anything. You can do whatever you like, Chris. That's true. Uh, onlocationtours.com is the official website of this company that I work for, where we do a superhero movie tour around New York City. We see all these different sites that are in the Avengers and all the Marvel movies, a couple others from old school Superman, things like that. It's a really cool thing. Andrew, you've done the tour. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. You can attest to it. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question. Do you guys do this in any other cities? We do. Uh, on location, uh, we don't do the superhero tour in any other cities. Oh, see, that's what I meant, because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in like San Francisco or LA or whatever. It would actually be really good in Toronto or Vancouver because that's where they film a lot of the TV shows. Yeah, this is the only superhero one is in New York, right? So you've, you guys own that one. There's a few walking tours that aren't as good. We are the only one that does a massive bus tour that goes around the entire city. So we go through several yeah, neighborhoods. So that would be really cool if you guys are ever, if anyone is ever visiting in New York, maybe if you can get those, we might put those up on the Patreon. Yes. And uh, maybe that'll be both a benefit. And if we, depending on how many we get, maybe we can do a, uh, like a raffle on Patreon for patrons. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. But big shout out to Maria for also listening to the podcast. Okay. So that's my shout out to Maria. I got all across the gamut. I got a little DC. I got a little Marvel. The choice is yours. What do you want to start with today? James Bond? Too bad! I want to talk about Morbius. Oh, oh shit. I was supposed to watch that before we recorded. Did you not watch the trailer for it? No, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched any of the trailers that have come out in the past like two weeks. All right. Do you want to take a minute and watch the Morbius trailer? Because I'm curious. No, I'm not allowed to watch it. What? I'm not allowed to watch it without my fiance. Really? Yep. She really into, she's really gung-ho for the Morbius, or she's really gung-ho for Jared Leto? <laughs> Just the, the comic movies in general, I'm not allowed to watch them without her. Like, otherwise I would have watched it. Just Andrew, just do it. Do I it. can't. Just do it right why now. Don't you, why don't all you talk cool about it? Are, why don't you tell me all about it? All the cool kids are doing it. All the cool kids are doing I know, it. I know, you know who Morbius is. Like, I'm, just I'm, don't tell her. I'm obviously... Just, tell, just don't tell her who, that you did it. You can just act surprised. I'm sorry, Chris. I need you to hold just on a second. I think my conscience is telling me something. Don't don't do it. Just just don't listen to that conscience. Don't do it. Don't pesky, watch the trailer. Okay, conscience. Thank conscience. you. Don't listen to it. Don't just don't even just watch the trailer. You know you want to. Just give in to that impulse. Just go. Is this with joke the baby. going anywhere? It'll feel so good. I don't know. That may be a new, maybe it'll be a new running character. Your conscience. <laughs> God, I hope not. I really hope that sticks. I'm going to make this a thing. Oh, God. So the Morbius trailer came out. Let me, let me kind of go over my notes about the Morbius trailer. Uh, the Morbius trailer came out. How's it look, Andrew? Looks great. Oh, wait. You haven't watched it. It's in the MCU. <laughs> yes. So that is something I wanted to mention that if you have seen any, um, I get, this is so weird to say. Spoilers for the trailer? <laughs> but um, if you've read anything about the Morbius trailer, you will see at the very end of it, there's, uh, well, there are two actually Spider-Man Easter eggs. One is kind of quick. You can kind of miss it pretty easily. And the other one is really obvious. Do you know what they are? Nope. Do you want me to tell you? Sure. Great, because I'm going to tell you. So I mean, It's the trailer. I don't give a shit. There is one shot where he's walking along. I think it looks like an alleyway or something. And uh, there is a graffiti of Spider-Man on a wall. And behind it, it says murderer, which 
seems to play in the idea that this is after Far From Home. And then the other big Easter egg is this. Uh, Michael Keaton shows up. Oh. Yeah. Does, is he the same character? Do we know that? Here's the thing. He doesn't ever say his name, but at the same time, it is a Sony movie with a Spider-Man character. Uh, I would imagine that it is Michael Keaton. I, I, I would imagine that it's the Vulture. Wait, no, no. You imagine it's Michael Keaton. It might not be. It could just be an impersonator. It could be Michael Keaton. Maybe they're doing a deep fake. And it's the actor Michael Keaton. He's playing the actor Michael Keaton. Yeah. It's actually Anthony Hopkins. Wow. He's good. That guy can do anything, man. Yeah, he's very good. He can play a pope. He can play Michael Keaton. <laughs> that guy. I'll tell you what. Genius. Um, no, so Michael Keaton shows up at the very end of the trailer. He doesn't say his name, but it's pretty much assumed that that is Vulture. So technically, this is an MCU movie, even though it's not in the MCU. I guess... Here's my first question, without even having seen this trailer. I mean, is this a franchisable character? Like, do do we have real interest in seeing a Morbius movie? A movie? Yeah. Because that's the thing about Morbius. He's an anti-hero, and so is Venom. So I think it's pretty obvious that Sony is trying to set up some sort of, like, anti-hero Avengers. And, uh, I mean, Morbius is an interesting character. Like, I don't know how much you know about him, but he's a pretty cool dude. You say that like you met him at a frat party once or something. Yeah, he was nice. He, uh, you know, he he got me a beer. I walked in and Morbius was there and he was just getting done with a keg stand. And he walked over to me and was like, sup? And then he handed me a cup of something. I don't know what it was. It looked like tomato juice. <laughs> it was a little salty. But next thing I know, we were making love. This took a weird turn, didn't it? So, okay. So you're into a Morbius movie. I've been waiting to see what they're going to do with this because one, Sony doing stuff with Spider-Man characters has not been good in the past. And two, Jared Leto working on superhero films or comic book movies has not been good in the past. And three, I was going to say I was interested to see what they're going to do with Spider-Man characters when they don't have Spider-Man or any ties to the MCU. I'm now very intrigued. Like, I'll have to see the trailer, obviously, but I'm very intrigued to see. I mean, it depends on what the contract said for Michael Keaton. Like, a lot of times they're like, you know, they'll put in a writer that's like a, like, I can't remember what they call that, but like, you won't work for another place after us. Yes, a non a non-compete clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't really, I mean, they don't, they don't technically do that anymore. Unless, again, unless you're working for like, if you're in the MCU, you're not going to go over and do, I don't know, the Suicide Squad or something. <laughs> they don't they don't really do that anymore. That used to be true in the old days of like the studio system from like the 20s and 30s. You'd be contracted to like MGM for, you know, 6 years or something. But then you could only do MGM movies. They don't have really have that anymore now. Stars are free to go from studio to studio. I think as far as that's concerned. I think maybe things like franchises like comic book movies that might be they might put in a writer of like you can't do a dc movie if you're doing a marvel movie so do you think that tom holland could be in a sony spider-man movie yes tom holland absolutely could be in this in fact when the split happened there was talk of would tom holland just do a sony spider-man movie right because they have the rights to the character of Spider-Man and they can cast whoever they want. Sure. And because the deal works that Sony is essentially lending the character of Spider-Man to Marvel, 
once they that reverts back, they don't have ownership over the actor. They have ownership over the character. And so they can cast whoever they want. Uh, you know, Sony, while it would be smart to use Tom Holland, probably wouldn't because they want it to separate from the MCU. But Which is dumb. They should ride that gravy train. Oh, 100%. But they have the right to cast whoever they want. Unless for some reason a contract specifically states you couldn't do that but i don't think there'd be a legal argument to say like you couldn't you couldn't stop holland tom holland for being spider-man in a sony marvel movie and not just a sony movie since they own the rights to the character anyway well and on top of that the flip side of that is that tom holland would have to want to do it (laughs) yeah uh uh-huh yeah 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 absolutely he'd have to agree to do it as well Unless he's contractually, like, because they'll sign, like, three picture deals. If he signed it technically with Sony, then he has to do it. You know, if he signed it with Marvel, and Marvel borrowed the character of Spider-Man and then gave it to Tom Holland to do, then he doesn't. It's a weird, it's a whole thing. This is, I mean, this is riveting content that we're giving the listeners. I can feel it already. (laughs) I find a lot of people are really interested about who owns the rights for what and what are they able to do and what aren't they able to do. Yeah, I will say I'm I'm surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I'm always surprised when people don't understand how that works, how the whole thing plays out. But so anyway, yeah. So the other thing, the other thing I'll I'll ask is this. Actually, no, I won't. Let's move on. Actually, because we want to do shorter episodes. So let's. Let's just cut that out, leave it in. I don't give a fuck. Whatever, man. I'm getting down to the end of the bottle. You know what I mean? And at the end of the bottle, all the demons come out. So what do you got? Finally, Greg Berlanti has confirmed we are getting our first ever screen adaptation of the Green Lantern. Berlanti said it's going to span several decades and focus on two stories about Green Lanterns on Earth as well as one in space going into the Sinestro story. Chris, why do you think we have never seen the Green Lantern in film before and will we ever see him on the big screen? I don't know. I can't imagine a Green Lantern movie. Uh, you know, it would be great to see a Green Lantern movie. I don't know if it can be done. Uh, Greg Berlanti, I mean, of all people, is probably the one to take a stab at it. I think he'd be the best person possible to take a stab at a Green Lantern movie and adaptation on screen. That being said, in all honesty, though, this is actually one of the stories that I had, so I'm glad you brought it up. But in all honesty, Greg Berlanti, people are going to chide him because they're like, oh, he did the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. But he also did all the CW shows. That's It's called the Berlantiverse, for Christ's sake. Well, and I don't really understand what went wrong with that movie. Like, everyone involved is really good. Taika Waititi's in that movie. Taika Waititi's in it, and he's really good. And honestly, Ryan Reynolds is, is like a prime choice to be Hal Jordan. It makes real. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, I agree. I think it's just one of those things that they think certain things didn't add up. Like you have a villain that is, uh, it's parallax, but it's just a big cloud. It was the early 2000s of your villain is a giant cloud. Right. Uh, and so that makes it less exciting. So I think, you know, that being said, I've often said a Green Lantern movie would be fantastic. I actually outlined a Green Lantern movie for myself, to tell you the truth. I have a pretty good idea for one. Anyway, that's not the point. That's a different podcast. Any chance you could email that to Greg Berlanti? I would love to. Believe me, I would love to. <laughs> I actually think it's really good. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I'm almost out of whiskey. The second point I want to make, though, is that this is going to HBO Max, and this is a series. This is going to be a series. Now, HBO, same people who just got done doing Watchmen, which, by a lot of people's accounts was a great series, 
Okay. But here's the thing. First of all, HBO is a great channel. It does. It, it makes really good content. Like it puts the right amount of effort and money into projects. And it seems like it lets people do what they want to do. That being said, Greg Berlanti has created the entire like CW universe over there. And by all accounts, compared to the D- DCEU, it's fantastic. So those two things together, I actually think it's very promising. My thing, here's, here's what I caught on to, okay? Because it says it's to span several decades and focus on two stories about Green Lantern on Earth and one in space, which is probably going to be a Sinestro story. So the thing that I thought of is it's going to span several decades and focus on two Green Lanterns. So are we getting Hal Jordan and possibly even Golden Age Alan Scott Green Lantern, the first ever Green Lantern from like the 20s and 30s? Could that be a possibility? Because that would be very interesting. It's a possibility. I think it's more likely. There's going to be like the the alien group. Like, I can never remember that dude's name. Walladog or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Kilowog? Kilowog. Yeah. Like, you know, he's going to be like, oh, we got to, we're protecting the galaxy or whatever. Right. And then they're, I don't know. And then it's going to be like, yeah, we did it. And then they're going to flash forward to... A uh, lesser-known pilot, Hal Jordan, getting ready to do the thing, and the ring fucking smacks him in the face like a mushroom stamp. You're very well-versed in Crane Lantern, I can tell, just through this conversation. <laughs> smacks him in the face. Actually, while you were talking, because I wasn't listening to what you were saying, I was thinking about something else. Uh-huh. I actually had another thought. Here's the other thing I think they're going to do. And this one actually seems more likely because it seems more cost-effective, is that it will be Hal Jordan. So you'll have... Um, space story with Sinestro. You'll have Hal Jordan's story going on on Earth. And then in the, and this is true to the comics, Hal Jordan at one point snaps and actually becomes the villain Parallax. And then the ring is given to another Earthling, Kyle Rayner. And he goes on. So I actually think it's more likely that you'll have a Hal Jordan story, a Sinestro story, a Sinestro like subplot going on. And then you will have the story of Kyle Rayner. And they're referencing back to the Hal Jordan story and saying, he was great. He was fantastic. And Kyle Rayner the whole time is going, well, what happened to him? And then you find out that he became a villain. And then Kyle Rayner has to battle Hal Jordan. I think that's going to be the outline of the whole season. And if I'm right, we need to note this episode. Because we've been pretty spot on for some things right now. Chris. Yes. What do you think are the odds that we will get Guy Gardner or Jon Stewart? I think that Jon Stewart... I think is is pretty certain because John Stewart for a lot of kids was their Green Lantern because he was in the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, he was mine. So I think it's likely. I think honestly, I think there will be an uproar if you don't, especially on HBO, if you don't put Guy Gardner in the Green Lantern series. Really? Like that is the place to put him. If you're going to have the weird, wild guy that is Green, that is Guy Gardner anywhere on television it's gonna be on hbo where he can curse all he wants and make all the inappropriate comments i think you'd be crazy not to do guy gardner that could actually be another plot line that could because guy gardner was supposed to be green lantern instead of hal jordan i think guy gardner is like the his storyline is he was the runner-up to hal jordan he was like the number two slot and so the, there's a chip on his shoulder about he wants to be better than Hal Jordan to prove that they got it wrong. It's crazy that uh, the number one and number two most, 
what is it, the people with the most willpower or whatever, were both within like 100 miles of each other or whatever. Right? Isn't that so weird? That's crazy. <laughs> For years, they've been teasing the idea that there's going to be a new Batman game in the Arkhamverse. And I don't know if you've seen, but they now have been putting out all these different symbols on their Twitter feed. The WB game Twitter feed has been putting out all these different symbols of what it might include. And it looks like this new Arkham game would be the Court of Owls, possibly the League of Shadows. Oh. And then something to do with the GCPD. So you have not played... Am I right in that you have never played an Arkham game? That's correct. I almost bought the PS4 one. But then the reviews came out that it was super buggy. And so I didn't get it. And they've since made patches for it. And evidently it's much better now. But I just can't bring myself to do it now. Especially after I got all those fucking free video games from GameStop. I'm never paying for another video game again. Okay, here's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to seem insulting, but I think that you are a fucking idiot, and you don't know what you're talking about. I know that you are a connoisseur of video games. Oh yeah, you know me, the big gamer. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually looking forward to this. I think it would be all right. So this topic is a dud. Then why am I even bothering? Going on with this. I don't even have... I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure... I don't even have a question to ask you. What am I doing anymore? We're running late. Let's talk Doctor Strange. They're going to put Court of Owls and, and the League of Shadows in the new Batman game, and that sounds fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Also, this is the end of the, the bottle right here. So go on. I'm going to finish this bottle of whiskey while you start this new story go for it james bond and begin james bond franchise producer barbara broccoli has a stupid name and she said something stupid that's not the story i was promised (laughs) she said of james bond he can be any color but he is male i believe we should be creating new characters for women strong female characters i'm not particularly interested in making a male character and having a woman play it uh i think women are far more interesting than that. And that's a stupid thing to say. Because you can get a million different dudes to play James Bond, but evidently you're not allowed to have a woman play him. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you on this. I actually... I knew you were going to. No, no, no. I really do. And and I know we've kind of talked about this. You fucking misogynist. Yep, I am. I know we've talked about this before. I would rather, honest to God, and this is true, rather than have a woman take over James Bond... I would rather have you create a good original character for a woman. And I don't mean that like women can't play James Bond. Like if they were to come out and be like, we're going to cast a woman as James Bond. I wouldn't really care. Like uh, I wouldn't be like, no, but I would rather have an original character. Why? For a woman to play. Because I I think that if we're going to give the idea that, that women can hold their own in franchises like a James Bond-like character, then let's give them something to really work with. Let's start from the ground up. Let's give them something original to work with and not try and to put them into this mold that has been put in there. Here's the problem with that, though. So the first thing I say to that is, why not have both? But the second thing is that the problem with that is that, okay, but we have all these established recurring characters and franchises from forever ago star wars was mostly male right james bond is mostly male right uh the comic book movies are mostly male and we just keep doing those over and over again because they keep making money 
I see no reason why we can't just replace some of those characters with women if they want to continue that franchise. Okay, I I do see your point there. Though I will say it was something like Star Wars, that was the franchise, but they didn't continue with the same characters. Like Rey is a brand new character that they brought That's in. That's different though, because like with like you can't just replace Luke Skywalker with another dude. They established early on that James Bond is multiple different guys. Another fair point. And they've done that with the Marvel movies as well. Right. I, and and again, this is one of those issues where I'm like, if if they came out and they were like, I can't think of a good actor that would re- replace. Uh, you would wh- riot in the street. No, I wouldn't. I actually would be like, yeah, good on you. Way to go. Like when they came out with a female Doctor Who and everyone lost their goddamn mind. It was like, yeah, it's about fucking time. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, I like the idea. First of all, I like the idea of making something original. And on top of it. I like the idea of making something original and then also saying, yeah, not only is it original, it's going to be for a woman and we're going to prove to you that we can, we don't have to plug a woman into a franchise that's already going. We can hold our own. Like we can, we can build a movie to be a success with a woman, with a female lead without the, without the boost of a franchise. Yeah. And I think that's what that producer is trying to say. But like, if you're going to just keep doing James Bond over and over and over again, instead of doing that new female lead, make it a woman once. See what happens. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm fine with if they were to do that. I, I think I would like, and this isn't because I'm like, no, James Bond has to be a man. I think I'm like, well, we've established this character to be male. If we want a James Bond-like movie, an espionage movie in that sense, where it's a female, let's gi- let's give it her own. Let's make her her own person. Let's make her her own character. It's so weird that the producer said he can be of any color, right. but he is male. Like, if your point is we should be making strong female characters, then we should be making strong characters of color as well. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't hold water. It, it, it reeks of... I mean, it's a woman who said it, but like it reeks of misogyny and like old hat, right? Smoking cigars, drinking scotch mentalities, right? But I think what she's saying is that, again, like we've said, like like I just said, the the character of James Bond has has been established as being a man. But that being said, it it is not quintessentially a white man. It could be a man of any color, of any ethnicity. Hell, I think honestly, they should at some point establish James Bond as gay or bi. I think that actually would more than anything else. I don't think that they could do any of that and not have a woman do it. Like if they're going to do any of those things, I don't see why a woman wouldn't, why it wouldn't work or like why it wouldn't be the best option or whatever. I don't think it's a matter for me. I'm not saying for her, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a matter of it working or not working. I just think that I like the idea is if you're going to make a, a, a female character and you're, and the, Idea is like, let's make a female character that is James Bond-like, and we're going to give her her own movie, and we're going to prove that a female lead of this sort can sell money and make big box office. Let's make it its own thing. Let's let's give an original character, and then you can't even – because then you can't even say, well, it only made money because it was a James Bond movie, and they casted a woman, and, and everyone went for the novelty of it. You know what I mean? But the problem then, with that is that they have tried doing that – 
and people don't see it because it doesn't say James Bond on it. Like in the same way that like if you cast, if you just make a new movie with a some random actor right. and then make it an espionage movie in the style of James Bond, but don't put the James Bond label on it, no one's going to see that either. That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, you know, I think I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking of this in a larger scope of not just James Bond, but I... Maybe you're not thinking. Oh, that's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> I let the bottle do the thinking for me. Uh, I Again, like I said, if they were to come out and be like, so-and-so is James Bond, and it's a female, I'd be like, yeah, good on you. I think it's about, about time. But if, gun to my head, I'd be like, uh, you know, I, I feel like let's make an original character for a woman to really be able to sink her teeth into. And create something new and original. I feel like that was a lie. I think that was a lie. I think if someone had a gun to your head, the first thing you'd say would be like, oh my god, get that gun away from my head. You know, all the other times I've had a gun to my head, that hasn't been my reaction. There's been a a lot more urinating in my own pants. What woman would make the best James Bond? That's the thing is I keep trying to think of a good one to spit out and I can't because I'm trying to think of a British woman to be a James Bond. I don't even think she has to be British. Well, no, that's just sacrilege. (laughs) That's just ridiculous. Yo, you want a British woman who could be James Bond? First of all, first of all, don't ever yo me ever again. Okay. Yo, we're not in the late 90s to early 2000s. What's up? Yo, you want a British woman to be James Bond? What about Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley. Maybe not right now. No. But in a few years. But I 100% see what you're saying. Yeah. Give her like five years. Yeah. She'd make an awesome James Bond. She would actually make an awesome James Bond. Um, I'm trying to Now I'm trying to think of another one. I was thinking Shirley Theron would be a great James Bond. She would be a good James Bond. She would be a really good James Bond. Yeah. She's a little older, but Julianne Moore, I think, would make a really good James Bond. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. That's, I mean, that's my top choice. That was, I didn't want to say Roseanne Barr because I was like, well, that's just, it's obvious. I'm at a level with you. Of all the people we've named, that's the one I'd be most likely to pay to see. Oh, 100%. I'd see that multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Like, like how we still have to go see cats. I'll tell you what, the level of drunk I'm at now is probably what I would use to get through the at least the beginning of Cats. I'd have to get progressively more drunk. You'd have to get as drunk as they got during the Civil War to like saw off limbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to take off at least it, an arm up to my elbow <laughs> by the time Mr. Mistopheles shows up on screen. Oh my god. Scott Derrickson is no longer directing Doctor Strange. He cited creative differences, which let's be honest, is there any other kind? And then he's still executive producer, which for my money is a bullshit title that just pretty much says, well, I had some influence into the script and you're still using that script. So you still got to give me a credit for it. You use that monologue from the amateurs, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I still use it today. For the people listening, there's this great movie called The Amateurs. It's I think it might be an independent film, but it's got a ton of big hitters, including Jeff Bridges Tim Blake Nelson, Ted Dance, and a ton of great people. And uh, one, there's a Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. And there's um, one monologue by William Fickner is the one yes. who does this. So monologue. there's this one monologue by William Fickner. He's sweeping up for a church because that's his job. And he's talking to Jeff Bridges. He just has this thing. He's like, "Is there a role for me? 
Like they're making a movie and he's like, is there a role for me in this job? Like, I don't want to do anything. I just, I just want to stand around. Like I want to look important. I want to go from point A to point B. I want to drink some coffee and then I want to go home and that's it. And he's like, is there anything that I can do to make, to be part of this movie where that's my entire job? And it ends with a voiceover of ADR of Jeff Bridges saying, we made him executive producer on the film. <laughs> Brilliant. So Scott Derrickson is off of Doctor Strange Part 2. Here's the thing. In looking more into this, uh, people are going to go, oh, that sucks because he made the first one. And da, 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 da. Here's, the th- here's why I actually don't think it's as big of a deal. Okay. And it's this. Scott Derrickson is out, but... It has been said that WandaVision on Disney Plus and Loki on Disney Plus are going to lead into Doctor Strange, which for my money then says, well, we're going to get a lot of stuff. You're going to be able to have someone who can kind of just come in and pick up the reins for where these things leave off and then continue on with this story, as opposed to creating just a singular storyline just contained in this one movie. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm glad we I'm glad we agree on something for the first time ever on this podcast. Uh-huh. Do you think this is a big deal? Do you think do you, is this a thing to like do you think this would alter the course of Doctor Strange dramatically? In all honesty, I barely remember the first movie. He probably wasn't the best choice because like I don't like what happened. Exactly. There was a that guy who played Hannibal was bad. For some reason. And then there was a head. Dormammu. Right. Sure. Uh, sure. And that's about all I got. Yeah. That's all I really remember happening. Yeah. I, this isn't that big of a loss. Simply because Scott Derrickson. I, when I first heard that Scott Derrickson was doing Doctor Strange 1. I was really excited. Because Scott Derrickson is a horror director. And was like. Oh. That'll bring some really cool creepy shit. Into Doctor Strange. And really kind of make it its own and kind of bring this into a new genre but they didn't have him do that yeah so it was just kind of your and there's we talked about it at length you could check out the episode so i i think that's i, I don't think this is that big of a loss because it didn't really make a huge stamp on me the first time you know what though this is a great opportunity to get edgar Wright back this would be a great yeah i i would be interested to see a doctor strange movie with edgar Wright. that would be really interesting yes Give him a second chance and just let him do his own thing. Cool. Paul Fagg would love to see his Ghostbusters crossover with the new continuation. And I have only three words for you, Chris. The words are, can you imagine? My God. I, you know what? Honestly, I can imagine it, but (laughs) it would feel so weird. I mean, we talked about this at length um, last not the last episode, but the last news episode. I, I It would feel jolty. It would feel weird. The two crews operate at two different wavelengths. And, you know, you're putting these classic characters that are beloved up against this new set of characters that people, like, liked, but are mainly forgettable. It would really just... It would feel odd it would feel weird and it you the whole time you'd be sitting there i think feeling bad for the three actors the four actors i should say playing the female ghostbusters because you're like you can't compete with these guys they're the originals they're they they've lived in this franchise forever the one of them created it he can do no wrong so you know what are you, what are you gonna do it was an interesting experiment 
but it just doesn't work. It really, not for this franchise. When asked if there was a future for the characters that Paul Feig created, he said, I hope. What's great is in the comic book world, they've done a lot of crossover ones where there's like an interdimensional rip and our team joins with the original Ghostbusters. So the fact that that's already been laid and made comic book canon, anything could happen. So who knows? I would love to see that team come back. We had so much fun making that movie for whatever controversy it caused. The fact that so many kids love that, that we <laughs> that we won the Nickelodeon Best Movie of the Year award that year makes me very happy. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I had all these things to say. And then when you told me that they won the Nickelodeon Movie of the Year Award, I was like, well, fuck me then. I guess <laughs> I guess I stand corrected. Boy, oh boy. How did that win Nickelodeon Movie of the Year? How did that happen? Oh, I think that was the year that no other movies came out. Do you remember that year? No. That was the year that was the only movie that ever came out. I, don't, I think that was I, it. I don't. Listen, <laughs> you, yes, it has happened in canon. I almost brought that up that it had happened in comics. Except the problem with the comics is that you can even the level, the, the playing field, that, the, you know, the, the, the original Ghostbuster crew and the female Ghostbuster crew can work at the same level of creativity and wit and humor. You, you can work with one voice, but you can't put. The, the female reboot Ghostbusters next to Bill Murray and expect <laughs> them to hold a candle to yeah. this. Like, it's just not going to happen. That, that's being like, hey, Chris, you're going to skate in the Olympics, slap on these skates and get on out there. And then just expecting me to be able to compete on an Olympic level next to everyone else. That's ridiculous. You don't think you could? That analogy doesn't hold up at all, no, actually. Doesn't that doesn't even sense. work. It doesn't even make sense. But I don't give a all shit. All right, you ready for some quick hits? Hit me. All right, give me 10-word response or less. Quentin Tarantino is not directing Star Trek. He said, I think they might make that movie, but I just don't think I'm going to direct it. It's a good idea. They should definitely do it. And I'll be happy to come in and give them some notes on the first rough cut. I never actually thought this was a good idea. All right, that's 10 words or less. Billie Eilish is the youngest person ever to write and perform a James Bond movie theme song. Uh, Who can remember half of the James Bond movie theme songs anyway? I remember the people who made them. I don't care. Is <laughs> I don't care 10 words or less? Christian Bale is rumored to be playing Beta Ray Bill in Thor Love and Thunder. Well, somebody's got to do it. And we did it. That's it. We did it. All right. Huzzah and Lakayam. Way to go, everyone. Do you want to move on to the reading assignment? Yes, we... Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to do that this episode. We're going to do the reading assignment. We're going to mix it up a little bit. So, yes, the reading assignment. Let me pull it up. You gave me... Let me let me find it again. I'm very interested to talk about this. <laughs> yes. I'm very... Oh, here it is. There it is. Hold on. You gave me access to your entire Google Drive. It's literally just a picture of my penis. Yep. It is 25 pages long, though, so I'll give you that. You gave me Pro Volume The Last Victorian. Now, here's the thing. You did tell me that you wanted to do two reading assignments in a row, and this would be the first one. That's correct. And I read this. I think I got done reading this 30 seconds after we got done recording that episode. Yeah, I didn't even know how long it was going to be. Like, I, I started reading it the next day, and I was like, I read it on, I was like, oh, I was on the train. I was like, I should get started on this. And I finished before I got to my stop. It was, I think I finished, and I'm not even kidding, in the span of me sitting on the toilet. <laughs> it was, it's a very quick read. I am somewhat interested in this, only in the fact that it's it's issue one. And I have no idea what's going on 
and w- what's happening. So before we say anything else, I want to do something slightly different than we normally do. Normally we just spoil the shit out of stuff, but it's because yes. it's stuff that tends to be very, very, very popular. Since this is a mostly unknown comic, let's start with uh, non-spoilers, initial thoughts, go. I am intrigued by this, but I have no idea what's going on. The dialogue is very bad but at the same time i felt like they were doing this on purpose right like it was it was like there's 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 something it's too bad not to be purposeful that this is leading somewhere and i kept waiting for it to be a dream sequence of some kind and yet no no reveal was made by bad do you mean like typos or do you mean like it's just poorly written or what do you mean it's just yeah it's very old school poorly written though they're the main character seems to be somewhat like conscious of the fact that it's that that it's bad i i don't i it's it's let me put it this way i got done reading this and i was like and i don't mean this in a bad way i was like why what is andrew's game here he's playing long ball on this there's there's something going on here and i don't know what it is so there's that what do you think about the art uh, the art is is the art is fairly decent actually I do like the art. Are you intrigued enough by the story that you would keep reading for free or if you had to pay? Yes, I would keep reading. I'm intrigued enough to at least go to the next issue. Even if you have to pay for it? Mm, I don't know if I if it would be enough to pay for it. This is a friend of yours, isn't it? And now I've been bad-mouthing a friend of yours. <laughs> I could feel this. I am neither confirming nor denying. I was like, this is, I got done reading that. I was like, he fucking knows somebody on this. And I was like, I'm going to say things about it. And then I'm going to feel like an asshole. So I agree with everything you have said. Okay. I actually am going to give a little bit more of a knock to the art. But I think if it's, it sort of depends on like, if this person is like trying something new, the artwork is there, right? But like, I, I also, I do feel like it's, it's, it looks like like a really good high school artist drew it. It's a little muddy. Yeah. It's not sharp. It's not like super high contrast or like super clear. Everything's kind of straight on. It's not it's not angular in any way. Right. What I do really like is that it is unlike any art that I've seen before, which is cool. Yeah, these are fresh original characters. I will give it that. Right. And uh, I agree the dialogue is just... I was going to say it's hard to get through. It's not hard to get through because it moves super fast. Yes. But yeah, I got to the end and I was like, was there an editor on this? And I scrolled to the top and straight up, there's an editor listed on the front. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like almost every page has a typo. Uh, One of the characters calls another one a slut twice in 10 pages. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So I don't know about that. I think the plot's the most important thing. You're right. We don't know a lot of what's going on. It's only like 12 pages. I kept going into it because it jumps right in. And I was like, yeah, this is wait, this is issue one. Right. I don't think I'd be willing to pay for it yet. What I think this would be great as is a webcomic online for free. Yes. And then once you get your ball rolling, once you figure out what you're doing, you get everything set. And a lot of these things become second nature. Then you can either once you have enough of these release a book. Yeah. Like a book of all of them together. Or you can start a totally new project that has a completely different set of characters, a, a completely different storyline, and charge for that one. But I think but this... But now you've gotten experience. Right. And I think this one needs to start off as like, hey, is anyone interested in this? You can read it for free. So 
what you seem to know about this, it, and it, it, you don't have to tell me if this is going to then kind of feed into the next reading assignment, but what the hell is going on with this? Why? Why? I'm curious why you assigned this to me. We'll get to that at the end. Okay, great. For now, let's go into spoilers. Okay. So, like, I part of me, I, I reread this on the train today because I was like, oh, yeah, I should. I read this, like, when I first assigned it. I should read it again right now. And I read it again, and I was like, I mean, are we going to have to go, like, page by page through this? Because there's stuff that doesn't make any sense. The last line, the last panel, I don't understand what it means. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. The hello, Well, hello there, Mayor London Breathe. I don't know. Is she the mayor and her name is London Breathe? Yes, that's right. She is the mayor. She's the mayor of San Francisco. London Breathe is? I think so. That's such a weird name. I, you know what I like is that why, the Wi-Fi symbol is her symbol as a superhero. That is cool. Have you noticed that? Uh, I did, after you told me. I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to see who London Breathe... I don't see anything about London Breathe being anyone. I don't know. That's what I mean. These characters, like, it felt like I was in the middle of a story that I had not gotten the first 50 issues for. Right, man. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is that, like, I like, is this character's name London Breathe? I think it has to be her name is London Breathe because her arch nemesis right at the beginning says, I'll show them, show them that they made a horrible mistake by not electing me as the new mayor of San Francisco. So I think that's a nod that like this other person is the mayor of San Francisco. So is this and this. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well that like, yeah, something that is very interesting is that like, so so is it public knowledge that the mayor of San Francisco is a superhero? That Pearl Volume is the mayor of San Francisco? Because that's a cool idea, right? I did like that the robots she's attacking. They have... I was literally just going to say... I was going to say, the best part of this is the robots. She, they're really... Actually, they have the best characters in the thing, because it's... Yeah, that part is super enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I actually really, really... Like, while I was rereading it on the train today, I kept giggling to myself, and Melinda was like, what is it? And I was like, this part's actually really good. There's one robot that literally just says, is she yelling her moves out, which I love. And the other one says, yes. <laughs> My favorite is the robot that says, now I will never know true love. <laughs> uh, they're, they're really good. That, But that's what I mean. There were some things that were like, they were really witty and funny to the point I was like, is this bad on purpose? Like, is it is the dialogue supposed to be this way? Right. It's funny that you, I can't prove this, but Melinda can vouch for me. You said you thought it was going to be a dream sequence. I expected the last panel to be a woman, that woman, whoever pro volume is, waking up as a normal woman in a normal world. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And instead, I don't know what this is. That might be a good direction to go with this. Is have like two different storylines. One that is like an over the top superhero world. That takes place in sort of almost like an Ally McBeal fantasy world. Right. Um, and uh, and then have like her work life and relationship life has have its own story arc. Okay, so let's get let's cut to the quick with this. What the hell is up with this? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Why, why, why? Just why? Just why? Why, Andrew? Why? Of all the reading assignments we've done. To each other and for each other over the years. 
Why? Which is why? Why did you? Why? 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 Why did you do this? Why? 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 There are two reasons. Okay. One, I just thought that you would really enjoy it. Well, I don't believe that shit for a second. (laughs) The second reason is because I don't know who they are, but I think the company that makes this comic or the group of people reached out to us and asked us to to review it. I don't know who they are. You son of a bitch. So now they're listeners of the podcast and we've been sitting here just trashing their stuff. That's not true. We've offered very good constructive criticism. I'm serious that like a third of this comic is the robot fight. And I think that part is honestly, like, I think that is like a production quality like i would pay to see that style of writing throughout the entire thing a hundred percent yeah that commentary on the fact yeah if they made it a full no okay so and see now i can shape what i'm saying now that i know what's going on yeah if they made it like the di- that's why i didn't want to tell you because i wanted your honest opinion right so if they made it that the external dialogue it's really bad and cliched, but then some sort like there are certain characters that live almost outside the wavelength of everyone else, or there's an internal monologue going on that is much better, that is wittier and 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 more in line with like what these robots do. It actually it makes a really interesting juxtaposition. Because then you're almost commenting on comic books in general. Like I said, this was so that it dives right into the middle of it, and so I have no frame of reference on where to go on who these people are and what's going on and as a result i felt like it was in issue 45 when i'm in issue one there's a way to introduce it into the middle of a story that is not just feeling like i'm picking up uh, where i turned on the television in the middle of the program that being said it is enough that I'm intrigued in these characters. I do want to know who these characters are. I think maybe what you're trying to say is something something that I agree with is that uh, I think this issue would benefit greatly from maybe five more pages of our main character talking to another person she trusts to get some character development. Yes, absolutely. Because I don't really need to know more about the villain. I mean, I, I, I would anticipate that I would find more about that. Right. As we go along, but I do need to know who my who my hero is. I need to know why they're there. I need to know what their. I don't need to know their full origin story, but I need to know what their motivation is. Also, kind of to know what their power is, because I don't really. Yeah, know I don't really what, get it either. It's a little wishy washy on like what power sets they have. There's also some character perspectives that are troublesome near the beginning, like when she first sees. Uh, she i mean we could go through this with a fine tooth comb oh yeah but when she 100%. first sees i know when she first sees, sees provolm she's like how did you get into this place the doors are all locked it's impossible and late and she keeps going on it's impossible and she says this building is soundproof which i mean buildings can be soundproof with doors but you know whatever and then right when she disappears the villain says that slut she was using a decoy i should have known and i'm i was like yeah you should have known you knew that she could do this and you were super confused for like four panels so like there's stuff like that that i just think is perspective based well that's it but that's what i mean like when she says the building is soundproof i'm like oh okay did she make it soundproof because that is the one thing the same way like you know superman can't x-ray vision through steel like is that the one thing it seems super simple but that's the one thing that would stop her from being able to use her powers. But then she can use a decoy. Is it steel or lead? It's, oh, I'm sorry, lead. You're right. He's the man of steel. Boy, we're going to get fucking added for that. <laughs> That's why I interrupted you. Yep. 
so I was like, oh, maybe it's soundproof. Maybe, okay, so you soundproof a thing and she can't, like, use the sound waves to yeah, get Yeah, I mean, her name something. is Pro yeah. Volume. Exactly. So, but then she's like, she's using decoy. And is it a hologram? Is it, a, is it something, you know, how it, uh, it's the first issue. So I don't know how decoys work with her power set. Is she projecting something? Is she... Is this a gadget that she's put into? Well, and then she just punches the wall down. Right, and then she punches the wall down, which I love. I'm about to drop the bass. It's actually, <laughs> it's, a, it's both a terrible and a brilliant tagline. Like, it's a brilliant catchphrase. I do love the simplicity of some of the, what I'll call bad lines. Like, the robots come through and say, terminate, and she says, terminate this. <laughs> like, okay, that's all right. That's fun. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Some of it, like when I was like, oh, that's kind of like cliche. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that harkens back to like a simpler comic book age. Yeah. Well, I I think almost all of the sort of stunted language could be fixed by we, we need a character that we can relate to. And that can be our hero. But if it is, then she's got to be able to hang a lantern on stuff. So like if the villain calls her a slut twice, that's okay. As long as then it's like, dude, what are you doing? Did you just call me a slut twice? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not even that the villain called her a slut. It's she's that she did it twice in like three pages. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. I was expecting. I actually kept thinking that the, the hero had better dialogue than she actually does. Not that I'm reading back on it because the hero strikes me as someone who could be really witty and creative. And then you surround her with like, cause that could actually be really compelling is you have a superhero who have who has a bunch of villains that really don't equal up to her like maybe that's the overarching plight of our hero is that all of her super villains really suck and she just doesn't have a good nemesis like all of her villains are very are terrible at dialogue they have a stupid uh, over the top plots that she can easily decipher and stop she just has no you know, no one to come up against her that she's like, and she's not even like that big of a genius. It's not even like a, you know, a superhuman thing. She's just like, these people are idiots. What are they doing? (laughs) They're just bad at this. I'm not even that good at this. And they're even worse than I am. Like that would actually be a really compelling story. And I kind of thought that's the direction this was going. If it wasn't a dream, if this was all real, that she was just stuck in a world of fools. Yeah. That are supervillains. I really like, I don't know what it is. This is a little tiny issue, but I love the name Dr. Mechanic because it's just two jobs. Right. But that's what I mean. It's just, it's just, it's not a great name. Like, it's not that creative. It's really. It'd be like if her name was like Pilot Customer Service Rep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I don't know why I like it. Like, I, I don't mean that sarcastic. Oh, no, it's thing. Janitor Fry Cook. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like the name. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. Yeah, it is. It's funny. I think that's all I have to say about that. I am interested. Like, if this was put up as a webcomic that we could just go to a website and read it, I would keep reading it. I would read the next ones, but I, I don't think I'm willing to pay for it at this point. If they're playing it straight, then I'd say no. If they were playing it for commentary or satire or even laughs i'd be i would be interested in it and the last note i'm sure your editor is very nice might be a very good friend of yours but either they got to do a better job or you got to get a different one or a second one maybe you can bring on someone else too and just give like two sets of eyes because it's it needs a lot of it a lot more editing than it's gotten so did did they write into us and they're like this is our thing and would you mind 
taking a look and giving us your thoughts and that type of thing? Honestly, it was so long ago, I don't even really remember. But basically, that was the gist of it. They they were very succinct. Cool. They were brief with their words. But I think they just like saw our Instagram and they saw what we do and they were like, hey, I make a comic. The thing's for free. It's on our website and our bio. Uh, would you mind yeah, looking absolutely. at it? And I mean, it listen, this is not, and nothing we said is to discourage you. In fact, I, I would encourage you because there is, for all the, the faults that we might name, there's promise in this. There is 100% promise and potential in this. And I would recommend, like, it's definitely, like, the free one is definitely worth a read, right? Like, right. The, the first issue is free on their website. It's called uh, Pro Volume, The Last Victorian. It's by Sick Media Comics. Google them, find it, download it, give it a read. It might be your thing, man. Like it's it's not bad. Like we, it's certainly great for a start. I'll say this: I'm interested in the hero of pro volume. Like I wanted to find out more. I wanted to find out her origin story. I kept reading to the end because I wanted to find out what was going on. And so that doesn't always happen. And in a way, that's uh, that's the issue, right? Is that we like your character. So we need more of it in this issue. Absolutely. 100%. It's a good problem to have. Yep. Definitely a good problem to have. Um, Cool. You wanted to give me another one. I do. I don't quite understand it. Um, So I'm going to have to figure this out. Great. It is. Great. At least a comic. (laughs) Is it a comic? Is it just a book? Oh, Jesus. It's called Thor Metal Gods. Oh, God. It might be a very... Oh, my God. It's very long. Is it porn? (laughs) I'm not sure. Uh, But what I've been told, and I'll have to send it to you. Okay. But I'm pretty sure there's an... I think what you're supposed to do is they give you the words and you listen to the audiobook like a podcast with it. So I'm going to see... I think I have both of those. Okay. And I'm going to send them both to you. Is this revenge for giving you Watchmen? Is this what this is? <laughs> no, this is way better than Watchmen. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Good. Fantastic. All right, well, uh, the sentence getting real low there, buddy. So why don't we, uh, why don't we get the fuck out of here? What a sweet reference for the worst Avengers movie. Well, you know. Hey, hold on. Did you know that consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car? I love that this episode was supposed to be 45 minutes. Huh. Anyway, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can... Where... What? Uh, I... Oh... Where can they find us? They can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also go follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can go over to Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Make sure you're checking that out, because we may be putting up some free passes to a superhero comic book tour uh, in New York City. You can use them the next time you're in town, or if you're here, if you live here, you can just use it and whatever. Or you you can just look it up right now and go pay for it. It's actually pretty great. We, uh, you can also find us at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Uh, well, you can email us at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can find us on our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Thank you to Julie, still our first patron ever. She's still sticking with us. And uh, we love her. We love her well, to bits. Can I just point out in your grammar, she will always be, you can't say still the first patron. She'll always be the first patron. She's the first patron who is still with us. Thank you, Julie. 
She's also our first patron ever. Yep. So yeah, great. All right. Great. Fantastic. All right. Who knows what the next episode will contain? Who knows? The shadow knows. (laughs) Except he doesn't know either because we haven't recorded it yet. So who knows? It's probably going to be news. It's probably going to be another news episode. Chances are. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, everybody. We There was no thing, and now there's a new thing. And that's always a good thing with things. Did you see any of the Iowa debate? Uh, I saw most of it, and then I turned it off because I was bored. It's the first one I missed, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care anymore. You didn't miss it. Yeah. At this point, with those six you've made your choice on which of the six you're going with. Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing new that you, they weren't, you know, the other ones that were so full, I was like, well, it's good TV. It's fun to watch them nip at each other's heels. But this one, I was like, I know who I like and I know who everybody else likes. So it doesn't matter. Donald Trump, right? Exactly. Hundo percent. I can't believe I just said that on a microphone, (laughs) even as a joke. Ugh. I have to go. I have to go vomit. Yeah, it's probably a good idea so you don't get alcohol poisoning. Uh.